Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and welcome to Devotional. It is my prayer before every episode that this podcast will be a blessing for you. Please remember to subscribe to Devotional on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening in. This way, you will be notified every time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends and loved ones so they too can be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome once again to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel. We are on lesson number seven, and on this episode, we will look at Monday, February 11th. The title is The Meaning of the Trumpets. You know, I have a little smiley face on my notes. Uh, next to the title of this today's lesson, The Meaning of the Seven Trumpets. Yeah, right. Like we can do in one day all seven trumpets. Look at their history. Look at the context. Look at. I mean, if you read through this, it's a very, very big chunk of um, the Book of Revelation uh, that takes up the seven trumpets. And like I said at the beginning of this uh, week's lesson, there's different views. And so, how do we examine each one? I don't think we'll have time. And we definitely don't have time today to look at all of them. But don't worry, I'm not using this as a cop-out. This is not the end of the, the episode. Uh, I'm just simply saying we're going to look at them uh, at a deeper level later on this week. But I do want us to begin at least by getting an overarching view uh, of the message that the trumpets uh, bring to us. Uh, though we cannot go one by one and dissect each one of them, I want, you, I want us to step back and see the overall purpose of these trumpets. And for, to do this, um, I'm just going to highlight two things. From Revelation chapter 1 um, all the way through, basically, you see either very uh, clear, uh, explicit uh, references to the sanctuary, or it's alluded in symbols, uh, or some of the language that, is, that uh, links the book of Revelation to the sanctuary service. And so in order to understand the book of Revelation, you need to understand the sanctuary. You need to understand the feasts that surrounded the sanctuary. And the trumpets play a role in that. And uh, I'm going to read to you uh, in my Bible, <clears throat> in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23, it has a little subtitle. It doesn't. It's not in the original. It's just done like this in my Bible. Many other Bibles have it as well, just for to make referencing certain portions of scriptures easier so this is dealing with the feast of you want to guess trumpets and the feast of trumpets preceded came right before the feast of the day of atonement the last um one of the last concluding feasts that brought um this one didn't bring closure it brought uh, distinction it, it brought acceptance it, it brought point of decision a culmination of a decision my personal decision to accept God, to be part of his people, to uh, have my sins forgiven, to confess, 
to uh, ask God to remove any attachment that I have with them. I want Him more than anything. The Day of Atonement basically invited all of us to be confronted with the idols that we that we allow to linger. And it's a big favor, you know, that the Day of Atonement does. It, it otherwise, you know, we're procrastinators. We leave everything to the last minute, right? And if there's no deadline, if there's really no time in which things something has to come to a closure. We, there will be a lot of things that will be incomplete in our lives, right? And when it comes to salvation, God doesn't want us to leave things undone. There is growth, and there will be ongoing growth. And this this is not a static experience per se. What, what the Day of Atonement is um, trying to highlight is that, that, that I've adopted a lifestyle of growth, a lifestyle of continual um, searching my heart, allowing the Spirit of God to convict me, and yielding to those convictions and following the Lord. And prior to the Day of Atonement, you had this Feast of Trumpets, in which for 10 days, the priest will blow trumpets, um, allowing people to become aware, reminding people on a daily basis, in 10 days, the sanctuary service comes to an end. It is a joyful thing. It's a happy thing. This was not a, you know, chew your fingernails down to the cuticle, uh, because now you're nervous, are you in or are you out? Hello, you have 10 days. And it will not take more than a moment's decision to take advantage of the sacrifice that is still going on in the sanctuary. Today, you can go and make things right with God. There's 10 days of warning in which if you're busy on day number 10, 9, 8, 7, there's still other days, but it will come to a close. And, you know, human nature being what it was, I'm guessing all the priests were ready for day number 1, right? If you're going to do the countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, day 2, you had large crowds, but day 1, you can see, <laughs> I'm being a bit facetious, but in, in another sense, I'm being realistic. I know, you know, when professors would give deadlines for things on the last week, on the last day before it was due, all these teach, the students would, you know, uh, crowd the, the office asking for mercy or asking for questions um, when they had a whole semester to take care of it. And God knows us. But even on day one, even if you waited till the very last moment, there, there was still that opportunity. But there came a time in which God would say, this, this keeps us apart. Sin is just not allowing us to have true intimacy the way that I want it. So on this day, I remove all that has separated us from the camp. Through the scapegoat, I remove everything that pollutes and destroys you and takes away your happiness and your joy i want that out it's like a physician you know we, we talked about uh, actually i didn't mention this but shirley ann has also been battling cancer and that's one of the reasons why her health has declined so quickly but anai right she's also battling tumors and the doctors wanted to remove as much as possible of the tumors in the brain uh, with, with with you know not without damaging the brain but leaving as little if no no tumored cells as possible and of course with a chemo trying to kill anything left anyone that has gone to chemo understands the, the earnest desire to remove as much and, and if the doctors were to say we, we took the whole thing out how much joy how much whew, you know we were able to take the whole thing out we will still do chemo and all these other things to make sure that there are no you know, remaining cells anywhere else, but we feel that we took the whole mass. Well, that's what God was doing on the Day of Atonement, taking out the whole mass. All the, the crud that had 
plagued me, destroyed my happiness, taken away my peace. On that day, God removed it from the camp. Praise God. God was not wanting to remove anyone. But God would honor the choice of someone that would refuse to confess, of someone that would refuse to let go of. It was a heartbreaking experience for God. But he would say, on that day, anyone that has not confessed is cut off. Is cut off. I have to honor your choice. And I'm giving you plenty of opportunities for you to receive abundant grace, abundant forgiveness, abundant acceptance. But, you know, with each day of the trumpets blowing, something would happen in the hearts, either a softening or a hardening of the heart. And God would recognize ultimately what you're revealing is your heart is so hardened. Even if I were to allow the trumpets to blow for one more day, it would benefit you nothing. So, the Day of Atonement and the trumpets go hand in hand. And in the book of Revelation, if you look at the, the trumpets, they, they do begin, you know, at the time of Christ, the early church, and they do move through history almost in parallel with the seven seals, and it culminates with the second coming of Christ. So we, we have this link between the two. And there's something else that we want I want to highlight. Um, the purpose of the, the trumpets in relationship to the Day of Atonement was a call to repentance. And that's exactly what happens in the book of Revelation. And one of the things that allows us to know this or recognize this is the damage that is done by these seven trumpets. It's partial. It's only one-third. One-third of the rivers, one-third of the oceans, one-third of mankind, etc. It's only a partial um, a punitive element to it, destructive element to it, because the God doesn't want to do a complete destruction God wants to shake up individuals, shake up a lethargic, a stupor-filled uh, individuals that are, you know, unable to recognize the danger and what we're about to forfeit, what we are about to lose, which would be crazy. Um, I want to, you, you can study this out when you look at the seven seals. Um, it begins in Revelation chapter 15. Uh, together with the seven trumpets, because they're so far apart, they've never recognized that they're identical. The only difference is the trumpets affect a third, whereas the, the last plagues, the seven last plagues, affect everything. The, the first trumpet affected the earth, and the first uh, cup of God's wrath, uh, the last plague, the first plague, is also on the earth. The second trumpet um, makes a bloody sea. The second plague affects the bloody sea. Then it's, it's followed by rivers and springs of water. In the third one, the fourth is the sun. The fifth is darkness. The sixth is the Euphrates River. And the seventh is the, the, the wrath of God manifested through hail in a repossession of the kingdom. So the trumpets, it, again, a historical parallel to the seals, to the churches, and to the, to um, well, I guess the, the woes are interwoven uh, with the trumpets. But all of these point to the seven last plagues, which do not form part of these uh, three sets of sevens that parallel each other. The seven last plagues will take place after the trumpets have sounded. Because the seven last plagues are not designed to lead people to repentance. The seven last plagues are designed to reveal that people will not repent no matter God what God does to them. The trumpets, on the other hand, are God's agents by which he tenderly, gently, um, well, sometimes he, he can't be gently, right? You want to rouse someone that is in a stupor. Sometimes you have to use some force. 
And when God does that, he definitely is not negating his love. He's actually strengthening it even more. So the trumpets are not to destroy. The trumpets are not to exclude or take away the hope of salvation from anyone. The trumpets is, you know, is, is an alarm. It is an alarm. It is an alarm that we are in a world that is a disgusting place. I remember the day that Nubia told me that, number one, the test of her granddaughter came back positive as far as her genetic, uh, her genes were concerned. Um, her genes made her uh, prone to develop these tumors in her brain. And number two, that the tumors had come back. And when she told me, when I read that, she sent it to me by text. When I, when I was in the parking lot waiting for Larry Sandow to meet with me. And when I read, read that, I just started crying in the parking lot. My heart just sank. I was rejoicing with them. You know, the tumors have been removed successfully. The chemo is doing its job. Anna is out of the wood. This precious little girl is just going to grow up. There's some amazing plans God has for this little girl. And, and now I was just com caught completely off guard. And this is a thought that came to me. I don't hate sin. I don't. I don't hate sin like I should. And it's an alarm. You know, like we talked yesterday, the life of Anna E and her death can become the catalyst for people to recognize sin did this. It is sin that did this to this little girl. It is sin that has distorted our God's creation. It is sin that has distorted everything about us. It's not just a spiritual effect that has, has affected us. It has affected nature. It has affected our, our bodies. It has affected our minds. It is sin that has done this. And so it's not like cancer is some isolated phenomena. Cancer and tumors and AIDS and all these other things and hunger and, and, and catastrophes, all of these things are the turmoil, the, the side effects that sin has brought to our experience. And I don't hate sin. So as I wrestle with this new unexpected reality with Anai, I began to weep even bigger tears as I recognized. I am sad for what's happening to this little girl, but I don't hate the thing that is bringing to this little girl's life to such an early end. So I'm praying, Lord, help me. Help me to hate what you hate. Because there are parts of me that, if I'm honest, there's deep emotional attachments. I love it. There's this, the sinful nature inside of me that craves certain things. You know, the exaltation of pride. All these things that corrode the soul. There are parts of me that respond to it. But Lord, I want to hate it. And, I, and that's what the trumpets are designed to do. As we look at earth history and as we study the trumpets and we see their fulfillments in the past and their present and their future fulfillments, they have one purpose, to awaken you and I from our spiritual stupor. And right now, our society is designed to put Christians to sleep, Christians to just zone out, to not recognize where we are in earth's history. So... It is not to scare. It is not to bring a sense of fear and fright. It is to recognize the trumpets are the voice of God, a God that does not want to lose not even one of his children.
Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and I hope you were blessed with today's episode of Devotional. It is my prayer this resource will inspire you to spend personal time studying God's Word, including using the study tool of our Sabbath School Quarterly. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. This way, you will be notified each time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the one you use regularly. This way, they can also be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a financial supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. This is Pastor Ariel inviting you to study the Bible with me again on our next episode of Devotional. Devotional.